The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome in the BGN Radio Instant Reaction Show following a Thursday night home loss to the Bucks, And we'll try and make sense of everything. Myself, Jess, Rachel, and you, of course, on Twitter. Two ways, I think, maybe to open up how we can look at this game, how it began and how it ended and as difficult and as frustrating and as just perplexing as this Philadelphia Eagles team is to watch throughout a football game, they seem to have a knack for coming back and seem to have a knack of keeping things close. Of course, that's reducing it to its most basic elements. There are a lot of variables and a lot of ways in which we got from point A to eventually point B, which is a six-point loss. And I know that Nick Sirianni screwed a lot of people over. Eagles fans who thought, well, let me bet on the Bucs to kind of minimize the damage and then that two-point conversion but from Sirianni's decision making to Jalen Hurts once again in the first half looking completely night and day different as he was in the second half for the most of it the defense playing consistent at times like a really solid unit and then just disappearing to Tom Brady rearing his ugly head and face again here in Philadelphia to penalties and it wasn't just the Eagles committing penalties victim of some bad penalties as well. So, Jess, we look at what happened. I know you were down there as well as we kind of make sense of everything. The field goal, I know, is going to stick out for a lot of people as far as a representation of how bad things were for Nick Sirianni as a whole. But it's Thursday night, short week. I didn't expect the Bucks to come in and blow anybody out by any means. That's kind of a great equalizer, as we see on these short weeks. But once again, I find myself blown away at just how bad everybody looked on the offense in the first half, a pass defense that you should be able to throw all over against when it comes to Tampa Bay. And instead, 107 yards into the second half passing. So I don't know if you can look at this. There we go. I don't know if we can look at this. Even if we're trying to put a positive spin on it, moral victory aside here, Jess, I don't know if we can look at anything without kind of talking about how once again this football team looked ill-prepared, bad execution, bad decision-making. And yes, they got within six, but still it cost them once again. I 
really don't believe in moral victories at all because I think they're such a cop out for like they're that participation trophy almost everybody hits yeah everybody gets a ribbon at the end of the day and that's just not (laughs) true everybody doesn't make playoffs everybody doesn't win the super bowl and it's just it's just frustrating because one of the things that we had talked about you know week two after their first loss was there were a lot of frustrations here but it's all things that can be improved upon and we hope are improved upon and we hope we're not sitting here banging our heads against the wall saying the same thing over and over and over again and that's what we're doing we're saying the same things over and over again it's the same thing week in and week out and you know i i think that there there's a lot of things wrong and i and and it it, it goes in like a big circle like none of the things are helping each other jalen hurts you know has not played well did not play well this week he didn't really play well last week but he played well last week when they needed him most that was fantastic and that was something that you know was really great to see from a young quarterback he's having spurts of not playing well but his head coach isn't helping him either and i understand that you know he his accuracy hasn't been great and there's been a lot of complaints here and there this is a guy who this is i know because it's his second year it feels like he's been here for a lot longer but this was his 10th NFL game. There are going to be things that he doesn't do well, and that's okay. But the fact that the head coach has no feel for the game and no idea how to call an NFL game, it's not doing anything but hurting Jalen Hurts further. When Miles Sanders is coming in and getting 10 yards every single time he touches the ball, and Jalen Hurts is just making the wrong reads and it looks painful watching him go through his progressions, why are you not leaning on your run game a little bit more to allow your pass game to open up when your wide receivers are not getting open and Jalen Hurts is not finding them either when they are? So no. it's it's a lot of things that are just in this ungodly circle that just are it, nothing's helping each other. And it's the same things week in and week out. And I would love to sit in on one of their practices and learn what they do because it beats me what they do in practice all week. I don't know. Watch videos of Kobayashi eat hot dogs and, and other motivational videos. And Alan Iverson's crossover. Exactly right. <laughs> to motivate you. It, once again, and look, last week, I think it was slid under the rug, right? Because sure. they win a football game. But for two straight weeks, it feels like Nick Sirianni is bailed out due to circumstance. And let's look at the two. First, they move the football down the field in the first half because of penalties, because the Bucks are so bad that they're grabbing, literally grabbing guys, Jalen Rager, multiple times. So that is a huge help for an offense that was just struggling. And Sirianni, and rightfully so, because you're down in the red zone scoring opportunity, you have athletes, they take advantage of that, they score, Ertz with the touchdown. And then again, again with penalties, they get down there. The other thing, and you mentioned this, and this is where I think it's important as we're about to talk about the specifics of what happened with Miles Sanders. This wasn't some crazy, innovative, schemed run. This was essentially putting offensive linemen on defensive linemen and having Miles Sanders find a hole. And he was able to do that for those big runs. And it was, again, Nick Sirianni didn't do anything innovative. He didn't create any crazy misdirection or counter. It was just finally going to Miles Sanders consistently. And I'm thinking to myself, once again, 
this guy's getting bailed out due to circumstance. And I don't know, to your point, if they're learning anything from mistake, because it's easy to just say, hey, we were close. We got it to six or the week before we won on the road. So therefore, it's maybe not as deep of an issue. But we all see it as an issue. Because it, it's, it's, it's not an issue if it happens once and we see it get corrected and we can move on and say, okay, look, here's a young offense learning from their mistakes and growing every week. We're watching them regress week after week. And it's painful. Yeah. And, you know, people want to just freak out about Jalen Hurts. And I'm very hesitant to do that because, again, it's his 10th NFL game with what? His 10th offensive line combination? I mean, we talked about this a lot last year. The offense, there were, I, I forget how many uh, different offensive line combinations there were last year, but Jalen Hurts has also had to deal with that. There was one starter at his true position tonight. Jordan Mailata started the season as a starter, but at left tackle, and he was yeah. playing right tackle. So they have moved guys around left and right. They've moved Herbig around and what which guard spot he's been playing at. They moved Landon Dickerson around. They want, you know, they have Andre Dillard in there now because he's more comfortable at left tackle and they're put Jordan putting Jordan Mailata at the right tackle position. Then you have Jack Driscoll starting at guard. He was in at the right tackle position when you had Andre Dillard at left tackle and Jordan Mailata was hurt. They're all over the place. Yeah, there's no consistency there, and they're not a great offensive line. They were getting bullied today, Oof, absolutely rough. bullied. So I understand the frustration with Hurts. I'm not sitting here saying that he played a great game and deserves, you know, no criticism at all. But I just think that you have to look at the whole thing objectively, and you know, it it starts with the coach. And if a coach can't do anything to try to help his struggling quarterback, that's just a recipe for disaster. And it's a recipe for Jalen Hurts not to improve and for the frustrations to grow. I don't know where you stand on the whole Joe Buck hates our team and, you know, Troy Aikman, former Cowboy, et cetera. But I think for the most part, they at least try to be objective. And, and maybe there's some glee in Aikman's voice if the Eagles are getting pounded into the ground that comes across a little subtle. But my point in this is that it's not just us, Jess, who are frustrated with the lack of creativity and just anything. I saw Baldy on Twitter asking just how thick this Eagles playbook was. Troy Aikman was calling it out like Tony Romo before a play. Troy Aikman was calling it out being like, why are we still getting such a, a blatantly vanilla offense and no creativity? And it just was a repeat thing. I don't understand how you can self scout each week and not kick yourself in the rear saying, wow, we left a lot of opportunity, maybe not big plays or things along those lines, but just opportunity. Where is the creativity? Where is the stretching of the field? It's just lateral. That's all it is. It's the person going left, crossing over, left, you know, like switching their legs as they're crossing over from 35 feet out, and then they dribble the ball off their feet when they try and take a move. Yeah, I, I mean, it, and it's not even just, you know, people that are paid to sit in a booth and, and be on TV talking about it. It's everyone sitting in the stadium. Anyone who understands a yes. basic defensive coverage and what a extremely vanilla, like textbook offensive formation looks like can tell you exactly what's going to happen. And you can bet your ass that the, that the people who won the Super Bowl last year 
also can do that, which is why the offense was going nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> and you can blame whoever you want for, you know, right. Jalen Hurts missing guys, guys dropping balls, the offensive line being bad. But at the end of the day, the offense is just too predictable. And this is something that we thought we were going to get away from when we hired a new head coach this year. And, and here, here we are. Here we are. And here's the thing. Nick Sirianni did not get his plays from Madden because everyone calls better plays than that on Madden. Thank you. All right. Look, you're not winning any Madden tournament with Nick Sirianni's playbook. I could promise you that. You're nope. going to get bounced out in the first round by all means. I did see another comment, though, in the chat, and we appreciate you. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button, please. If you're not subscribed, do that. It does wonders for us here. And we appreciate all of the comments. Rachel is scouring Twitter right now, so we're going to get three words to describe this tight Eagles loss. But Gabe Lovato earlier on the chat, at least this team showed some fight late in the game. and. This is a complex – I think it's complex. I don't think it's just as easy as, oh, they played like shit in the beginning and then they played amazing in the second half. It, there's some details and nuance to this. And, yes, they clearly have a knack, or at least the last couple of weeks have had a knack to come back and keep things tight, overcoming bad play. I, I just – do you weight that a little more and say, yeah, it's the NFL, you're going to have bad quarters, bad halves, at least you could sh show some fight – or are we kind of, and I think you and I may be on a similar page of just being so outwardly frustrated with why you happen to be in a position where once again you have to play up to crazy circumstances in the third and fourth quarter? I think it's just because we've been watching the same BS for the last three years. And we were supposed to do this whole. I thought you were going to say five weeks. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, three years, which is why it's it's so horrible because you think, okay, they clean house everywhere. There's a new quarterback, a completely new coaching staff on both sides of the ball. We're you know get some new young some young talent in here. Let's and 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 let's go. And it's the same crap that we have been watching. And that we have been complaining about, which is why it feels infinitely more frustrating, because it's the same frustrations with a completely new new set of people performing the frustrations. It's nothing different. If it was different frustrations with these new people, that'd be one thing, and it would feel different. But it's the same thing. We've been yelling about the same thing and complaining about the same thing since they got home from Minnesota. In 2017-18. We've been complaining about the I, same thing. You put that in, in perspective now. I honestly thought you were going to talk about this season and this season alone and, like, the last five weeks. I, I'm even – I, I don't even know what the – Oh, the context you just put that in now is, is even more frustrating across the board, but it's dead-on accurate by all means. This is interesting. We got two different chats here that kind of explain how backwards everything was, right? And Tony Full, or pardon me, Samuel, why does it take being down in the fourth with no time left to give Sanders the ball? You know, they're down 14, and that's when you start to see some runs. And they're just basic. We mentioned this at the top. Basic runs, it was just, here, give it to a playmaker. Imagine that. And it happens. And then, but right before that, David E. or David, I apologize if I mispronounce, kind of disappointed in Devontae Smith, banged up secondary. He didn't produce. 
Got to see more in this situation. What's going on where you're down 14 late in the game and you start to turn to the run? And then early on when it's work where you can throw and take advantage of this banged up and really even when they're healthy, they're not that great secondary. You're not throwing the football. And Jalen Hurts is barely at 100 yards throughout the game until we see once again late in that game. It doesn't make any sense. It's like Sirianni had the opposite game plan across the board once again. He has no feel for the game or what's going on. It's actually, it's painful. It's painful to, to watch it happen. The first down play calling is some of the worst I have ever seen. And I spend the majority of my weekends watching <laughs> high school football. This is the worst first down play calling I have ever seen in my life. It's disgusting. The first drive, all of their first down plays, they got negative yards. The only reason they had positive yardage at one point was because of a penalty. Yeah. That was their leading performer today, right? Penalty. Penalties on the other side. What a time to be alive. <laughs> right. Eagles oh. went from being the most penalized team in the league to only benefiting downfield from penalties. I don't even know what's going on with this team. It is so bizarre across the board. I know Rachelle's been looking at Twitter, three words to describe. We all have to talk about that decision to go for the field goal because that might be like the microcosm of the game where it's just Sirianni. And you mentioned this, this phrase, no feel for the game. It's becoming more and more obvious and really evident that he just doesn't have a feel for it. And I don't know if he's going to have that Jonathan Gannon moment where you, at least you can point to it and say, all right, man, you've messed up. You've had very little feel. Your defense is getting ripped, but you had that game against Carolina. Like, I'm still kind of waiting for that moment. Atlanta's aside, that's week one. And it doesn't look like they prepared since Atlanta, yeah. to be honest with you. And it's still now, what, week six into the season? Yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 so bad. My favorite thing that just comes up on Twitter every week now is there's a tweet from Devonte Smith and I don't remember what game was on but he tweeted run the damn ball in yes. all capital letters and the Alabama. screenshot of that was it the Alabama game the yes, screenshot of it it just it just keeps popping up on Twitter and yes. it's just so funny to me to see it all the time because it's just it's so bad. Also, Jake Elliott had been perfect to that point, aside from the one block field goal. Yeah, it's it, it just, I don't have a problem with Elliott missing because that happens. I get it shit happens. I'd love for him to make every single field goal that he right. kicks. But I guess it's the decision making where, again, two things. One, you're still going to be down by two scores at the very least with the field goal. But also, right, because you're down... 14 points to kick the field goal. Now you're still down 11 points. So there's that where you have to get more than just a touchdown and a field goal. And there's also back to the point that we were just bringing up, which is you're relying on penalties. You may not like it, but you've been relying on penalties. You may not get down there again. That's the reality of it. So why not go for it at that point? And look, I say this and I understand that, oh, it's hindsight, it's hindsight. But I say this saying that if they failed, at least they go down swinging, right? At least there's that element of going down swinging. It just was a weird decision. And it's not like, oh, fire Sirianni because he kicked the field goal. But it's kind of just like, 
that seemed out of touch just from where they were and kind of the flow of the game. Yeah, I, I mean, there, but I think that's that's been their identity. We've talked about how they don't have an identity. Their identity is they don't have an identity. Yeah, that's that's their team. Right. They don't have an Six identity or in. a feel for the game at all. Six weeks in, no, it and it's not great. Their schedule does not get any easier. Like they have a pretty tough schedule because some of these teams that you expected to be, you know, not so great are much better than we thought. Like they still have to go out to Denver and play the Broncos, who are not a bad football team. They have to go out to Las Vegas and play the Raiders, who are not a bad football team. The Chargers come to town in a couple weeks. Like there are still a lot of teams left. They still have to play the Washington football team twice. And I know that they're not a good football team, but they're still a division game. They have to play the Giants twice, and they have to play Dallas again. The Saints come to town at one point. The Saints are much better than anybody thought they were going to be this year. So they still have a lot of interesting games left to play. And it's, I mean, I have no confidence in this coaching staff to get this team any sort of ready. Here's my floor question for you. And I'll ask it to Rachelle as well, as as I know we're going to hit Twitter up. And to everyone else out there as well, because I think when Jess starts to look at who's ahead of this football team, everybody you mentioned, except for at the Jets, and, and I think we can look at that and say, okay, that should be. But I bring up Detroit because they're on the road, and Detroit has shown that they can be down a lot and just clear a gap, not to win a game, but to make it difficult. Where are we as far as like how confident we are in the Philadelphia Eagles? I get it. You're taking on the Chargers. You're taking on Denver. Those are really tough games. Vegas, they're going to be through all that shit by the time the Eagles take on them with Gruden. But what about a team like Detroit? You look at the start of the season, you think Eagles going to roll through Detroit. W win, like no problem there. I'm not saying they're going to lose. All right, let me clarify that to both of you. I don't want you jumping on me because I would expect you to do that if I say they're going to flat out lose. But I feel like this is not going to be easy. Like it's going to be one of these games where they're just going to have to gut it out. And that's a that's a reflection of what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. They're a team that does not inspire any kind of confidence <laughs> in any aspect of their game. So, you know, I, I mean, they could go in there and – whoop up on the lions they could go in there and get whooped up on there's no in between at this point in my like there there's there's no like oh this could be a a hard fought game god i hope one team just like beats the crap out of the other to make it less painful for everyone else involved no one wants to sit and watch a barn burner of the lions and the eagles no one it really rolling the dice with this situation because I think what made it exciting but yet frustrating is both with this game and with the Chiefs, we expected it to be like a, a blowout. So the fact that they kind of hung in, it was like, oh, this is impressive. Kind of. The fact that y'all are fighting back at the end of the game. So when you're playing against a team like the Lions, being that we just lost by, what, six points? You you want them to go into that game and kind of like win because you saw like 
against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it wasn't a blowout game, but it's like you just don't know what you're getting. It's kind of like taking a chance each week. You don't know who's going to show up, and it, yeah. You know what? Each crazy quarter, you don't know who's going to show up. And that's even better. Uh, we, uh, you said each quarter? Yeah, you don't know who's going to show up each quarter. It's a different football exactly. team each quarter. Exactly. And I don't know if, and, and here's the thing it's not even guaranteed. Right. It's kind of expected now, but that's isn't that unfair? And and let me stick up for Jalen Hurts for just a second here. Isn't it unfair for everything to be so bad? Now, granted, he was part of it and he was part of it against Carolina. And, and we're not singling anybody nor piling it on one person. But isn't it ridiculous now to ask just because he's talented and has speed and can get out of a bad situation? Isn't it unfair to ask him to do this each and every single week? Like it kind of feels like Nick Sirianni is cornered into doing. How can you learn about Jalen Hurts if you're basically asking him, you know, it's like your boss coming over. Hey, hey can you bail me out just again? Just, you know, take the hit on that email. Just just one more time. I promise. It's not, like, well, how can you get away with doing this week in a week out with Hurts? There's a stat that NBC Sports Philadelphia put out. That's literally called putting it all on the QB for the last four games. 37 runs by a running back, 18 runs by the quarterback, 150 passes, nine sacks. I don't think he's going to survive. Right. It's it's amazing that he has. Maybe that's even, maybe that's the point here for, for the three of us is trying to figure out. And I know I, I, I'm not right. You, none of you are, are docs, right? Maybe you are, but okay. I, and look, if, if you are, then what the hell are you doing? It's slumming it with us here. Right. But <laughs> point being is that how the hell has this man survived this punishment so far? And serious, it's like a running back with 600 carries last year. and Just be like, Nope, we're going to give you 1200 this year. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same. I, I hate to say it, but like, you know, knock on wood like this was our concern with with Carson Wentz always taking such a beating right when he was running all over the place his rookie year and everybody loved it but it's like hey this might catch up with you at some point and then it did and then he was not really the same afterwards and I would you know you look at guys like a Lamar Jackson and you know their offense and the way that he plays he's one horrible injury away from not being the same player anymore and as horrible as that is like I would never wish that on anybody ever and you don't want that to happen but like if god forbid something happens to to Jalen Hurts like then what the hell are they gonna do yeah the quarterback class coming out this year is not good not at all bad very bad so Jalen Hurts needs to be your quarterback for at least one more year and you need to do something to make it less horrible every week to watch and for him to have to deal with. Like, I understand that, like, he's an unbelievable athlete and you can teach things like accuracy. Those things yeah, can yeah. be learned. You cannot learn how to be a freak athlete. So why is no one helping him or teaching him or coaching him to be better? Instead, they're just piling it on and making it worse. They're not doing anything to help him during the week or in game. He is literally just out there to to drive. And like he's too 
mentally tough of an individual to not go out there after and be like, I, I, I played like garbage and that this is on me. I should have done this. I should have done this. I should have done this. And I have to be better. And it's like, yeah, you do need to be better, but also you weren't the worst thing that was out there. No, no. And that's, and I'm curious too, just from Twitter and, and the reaction that we've got so far, as far as, cause look, it's a loss. And I think people are frustrated especially once again with how the team played overall and, and on offense. And to Jess's point, Rachel, I'm kind of curious to see if people are dumping it on Hertz because it was a little easier to see him struggle or if they're dumping it on Sirianni because it was a lot easier to see him struggle or, or I don't know, Jake Elliott. I, I don't know where people's frustrations would be outside of those two to start. By the way, Sirianni 0-2 when he's rocking Sixers gear before a game can we cut that too oh can we cut that please the iverson and then tonight with i mean please can we just uh, that's all that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying but i'm just how curious many, like you, sorry I how many highlighters myself. did he have on his visor tonight i was at the game i, I couldn't see know. that far yeah did he have one i don't think he did if he did then it was only one right i don't know I, i'm genuinely asking the question i could i did i have no idea did he have any? Did he have multiple? How many? What color were they? Wait a second. You didn't have your binoculars for the highlighter watch? Oh God, I am so blind. I can't even, I can barely see the ball. It was one of those things where after being gone for over, for, like not being there for a year and going back to the first game, I was like, right. oh my God. <laughs> I can't see anything. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, so what no. do we have on Twitter? What What type of reactions are we getting? I'm seeing majority of it is getting blamed on Nick Sirianni. Okay. A lot of it. Sirianni is overmatched. Sirianni, our coach sucks. I haven't seen, I've seen some, we need a new quarterback, but I'm seeing Nick got to go. A lot of it to me wow. is definitely high school coach. High school offense. High school coach. I saw in, in these comments, and it says, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. David is from David. It says, I'm not on social media, but my yeah. three words are get more creative. So, like, when it comes to, like, the play calling. So, I'm seeing a lot more uh, blame when it comes to Nick Sariani. What about you guys? Are you seeing anything from specifically? I'm seeing a I lot of, that... uh, it's really Sirianni focused. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think, look, the field goal and, and questioning certain decisions, not running the football once again, not even trying. It was like he was listening to all of us all week about how difficult it is to run against the Bucs and just thought, yeah, that's fine. I've all, it's, it's like, once again, outside voice or whatever it is that's, that's motivating, if it's the analytics guy up top sending him text messages, which is not happening, but whatever it is, something along these lines, it feels like, we have a lot now to continue to pile up on. And then I'll just reiterate something that Jess said at the start where we continue to get frustrated because unlike with Hertz, we see growing, we see stretches of growth. Sirianni, I don't see growth. I see getting bailed out. I see other things bailing him out and that's not growth. No, no, that's a giant cover up. Yep. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. And because why so late? Why so late did he decide to run the ball? In the first half, I think Sanders 
maybe ran it once or twice. It was very low. And then all of a sudden, the second half, where was that in the first half? Like, why? Well, the run, the run the ball chance at, at Lincoln Financial Field didn't start until the second half. But they've been like that for the oh, last wow. games. They, there, wait, there was another run the ball chant right before. It was right before Jalen Hurts' first rushing touchdown when Miles Sanders broke off that one run for the yeah. first down. That's when everyone was chanting run the ball. Miles Sanders goes. The most sarcastic standing ovation you could imagine took place. Everyone stood up and cheered like they just won the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah. And they just ran the ball for the second time in a game in the third quarter. It was Do you think his mindset was going into this game knowing like what they were up against with Tampa Bay? And their run defense, do you think it was like, oh, yeah, even though people want us to run the ball, this is not the team that we might want to try it against? Like, what do you think his mindset was going into the game? If that was his mindset, he should be fired on the spot. If your mindset try. is, well, their yeah. defense is too good. I don't think we're going to try that this week. Right. You should literally be fired on site. Immediately. Yeah. That's not changing, right? Like, that's just scared. But yeah. here's the thing. I, I, I wonder, and this is not to, to stick up from by any means because I'm just as pissed off, but I, I wonder if he's, or let me phrase it this way. How is he rationalizing it? Because I don't think it's to that extreme where it's like, and we make fun because it's easy because he gave us all this material, which is like, dude, did you even try? But how do you think he's rationalizing this each week, or coming into this week, I should say, where it's like, are you trying to just get the ball out faster? Once again, we see RPOs where that's passing the buck now to Jalen Hurts. How are you supposed to see this kid help this kid grow if you're just throwing him into the deep end and saying, all right, swim while you turn around and eat a sandwich? It's kind of hard. Yeah, it makes no sense. And especially like for a guy that in Jalen Hurts has not proven that he – goes through his progressions well or makes the right read at any given time he he has not shown that so for nick sirianni to give him that much right now is i feel like is only hurting him it's not helping him grow or helping him stop make the stopping to make these mistakes it's making it worse and making his life harder almost like He's giving Jalen way too much when he should be simplifying it for both of them. And I'm not sitting here saying that I think Nick Sirianni should be fired. I told you, I don't, I don't like sitting here yelling at that. But if you know that the the kind of mentality that he's going in with is scared and putting all of it on his quarterback, that is not the person who should be leading this football team. Not at all, and, and it just gets really frustrating to not see any change and the continued just stumbling and, and lack of feel. Was there anything positive? And, and look, I think at this point, something like David on chat, get more creative. That's probably going to be our floor for positivity. I, I can't imagine that there's any type of moral victory cheer or there's any, you know, go get them next time or things along those lines from, from tonight. I saw was I expected worse. That was the most positive, I guess, you're going to get. Okay. So, I covered yeah. the spread. Yes, I did see that one. Hey, 
I'm telling you, Sirianni, he's diabolical. He knew exactly what was going on. He thought, all right, there are a bunch of people up here who've been booing my ass now, calling into sports talk radio, hosting podcasts, kicking my ass week in and week out. And they probably thought, well, I can soften the blow by betting the Bucks tonight. So my squad loses, but I win some money. And he just screwed everybody over. I can respect that at least. <laughs> Stress-free Sunday. Yes. Yes. That's now awesome. we've got a little bit of a break, which is nice. And as yeah. you mentioned, Jess, we, we get to enjoy football without having to worry or any anxiety that we have either pre, during, or post for us. So we'll take that extra Sunday off and be back the following, but a lot to think about, a lot to reflect on. And the good news is that when we do this in a game like this, we have Monday to start the week. Now we have Friday. So by the time you know it, you're going to be, everybody's going to be knee deep in margaritas and just enjoying the weekend. And this game will be a distant memory for a little bit. And then you'll wake up and remember it again. But such is life. Did anybody on the way out, did anybody have a, a good game? Did anybody have a game to where you thought to yourself, no issue at all? I think Avante Maddox is having a sneaky good season. Okay. The defense is so bad. I like that. That, it's, answer, yeah. that it's it's kind of on, on the outskirts, but Avante's having a really, really, really good year, like very low key. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Uh, That's sneaky good, too. I, I wasn't thinking of him, but you're right, especially after last really week. Well. Pass breakup, bounce back this week, big tackle, too. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, his tackling is improving. Right. I think he's just in a, he's in a good spot. Where, where, I mean, I'll give Jonathan Gannon credit for putting him in a good spot this year because he really hasn't been. He's not been been good up to this point. He's having a good, a really good start to the year. All right. That's well, it. We no, no, that's it. And and I don't think we're not going to stretch that that topic because I don't think we'll get much out of it. And Avante Maddox is a great answer. I I mm-hmm. was curious, honestly, I wasn't expecting anybody to be named, but I'm oh, thrilled wow. that we at least got one. We can at least end on a quasi positive note. All right. There we so. Go. We appreciate you all riding with us. We're going to be back a week from this Sunday. Thanks again. Enjoy your long Eagles-free weekend. Reflect and look ahead. It's a tough one by all means. Hopefully you had the Eagles plus seven, and at least you feel a little bit better. Rachel, Jess, I'm Aton. We appreciate you all. Hit that thumbs up button. Thanks for watching, and make sure you're subscribed. Have a great night.